Hello and welcome to the podcast where we are reviewing Transformers Earthspark Season 1. Last time we did this, there was just 10 episodes, but apparently this series has an odd release schedule and we have 16 more episodes. Not all at once, mind you. Uh, I am Onyx Prime with my favorite co-host here. Hi, I'm Kilobyte. I knew I was the favorite. <laughs> You're welcome, Rodstar for you. <laughs> and we are welcomed and we are graced by Lita's presence. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to talk all things Earthspark with you both. Fantastic. We're excited. <laughs> yeah, we are more than excited. So we'll be discussing characters, plots, and overall highlights of the show. So if you haven't seen Earthspark before, this is your spoiler warning to go watch the show then tune into the podcast. So, this season first released with 10 episodes, with the first two and last two being parts 1 and 2 on November 11, 2022. Episodes 11 through 18, with the last two episodes being part 1 and 2, came out March 3rd, 2023. And then we got the last grouping of episodes 19 to 26, with the last one being a part 1 and a part 2, came out July 28th, 2023. All right. Let's dive into the characters and we'll talk first, I think, about the Autobots. For the Autobots, we have Optimus, Bumblebee, Alita One, Wheeljack, RC, Grimlock, and I think we get a peak of Quintus Prime. What are our thoughts? I think it's a I think it's a good cast for Autobots. Mostly I feel like it's usually the same grouping for most of the, the shows. I enjoyed Grimlock's little uh, talk with Jawbreaker. I think that was very sweet, uh, and it was fun fun seeing them interact. I love the design for Grimlock in this one. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, God, so point. good. So good. Well, I mean, I think we all know what I'm going to say here. I love seeing Alita 1 as part of the main cast. Like, as soon as it was announced and name popped up, I was like, all right, you have me, I am on board for this, and every time she's on screen, it is the best three seconds of my life. So <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> literally three seconds. <laughs> it felt like it. She needs more screen time. Like I said that in the previous review, but it also holds here as well. It feels like we got more episodes, but it wasn't about the Autobots, I think. Yeah. Yes. Except for in this last I guess, what would you call it, like, cluster of episodes that we got to kind of round out the finale for season one. The first mm -hmm. episode back was, like, that Grimlock Alita with, like, the Terrans, almost like a spotlight feature with them. So I was like, you know what? I can't complain anymore. I got what I wanted. I got my Alita episode. So I can just sit quietly and, and be well-fed off of that. So. We'll take what we can get, That's please. <laughs> Thank you, more. Yeah, exactly. Even though, like, my little Oliver Twist bud is like, please, sir, could I have some more? Like... Exactly. <laughs> That's great. I, I liked seeing a new Prime. I don't know. Well, I'm assuming it's the first time we've seen it in a digital uh, kind of show, uh, which is Quintus. So I, I'm liking that they're incorporating other primes instead of just uh, Megatronus and uh, and Prima and all those. Yeah, and I guess I think I'll try on maybe if you. Yeah, yeah, yeah maybe. that's true. Prime. Yeah. yeah, I think we had primes in other shows, but they're only like in a storytelling element. That like they didn't have an actual speaking part in most cases. This I think we've. Probably three minutes of fame here, and then that's it. But that's more than what we usually get. Yeah, usually, yeah, yeah usually it's like 
they're all talking together in unison to Optimus or something, right? Because yeah, no, yeah, awakening this stuff. So yeah. <laughs> so moving to our Decepticon list, we have Megatron, Swindle, Soundwave, Starscream, Skywarp, Nova Storm, Bombshell, Shrapnel, Skull Cruncher, Tarantulas, and Shockwave. I think that's all of them. Correct me if I'm wrong. No. What, what's uh, our hard top? Here? You're missing hard top. Hard top. Oh, that's, yeah, that's, that's right. Fine. Sorry. He's all right, though. <laughs> and I, did you mention Breakdown? Because we also got Breakdown, which yes. is fantastic to see as well. Yeah, that was added, that was added recently, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like the story between Breakdown and Bumblebee. Like, they're buds. Yeah. They're racing fanatics. I like it. <laughs> yeah. I also just, again, shout out to Nick Roche on these designs, because Tarantulas is my oh, yeah. everything. I was like, you know what? relationship with Alita one over relationship with tarantula started <laughs> like i need this guy in everything <laughs> oh, i really i really enjoyed his episode with uh nightshade yeah very great yeah that was very good i think i'm gonna say something kilo really enjoys i uh and i also enjoyed uh the, the sky warp and nova storm stars yeah. yes. side side seekers i think it's what we should call them yes um, always with him Good stuff. Yeah, I, I like what we saw with the Dweller. I like what we saw, like them just constantly hanging out as a trio. I mean, in this economy, it makes sense. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. I, I enjoyed their comedy relief and how, you know, quirky and funny they were. Uh, it kind of helped mm -hmm. lighten the mood, especially with the Dweller episode. You know, it helped lighten the mood. But it, I don't know. I really enjoyed the, the that aspect of them just being the, the goofballs. Yes. And again, I really enjoy that Earthspark in particular is really championing that like more than one female coded character at a time yes. like for the team so it's like all right we have at least two to three female coded characters on each side autobot decepticon terran human so that's also really refreshing so i love that they went in that direction uh with those characters as well yeah yeah we gotta pass the uh the bechdel test i think is what the humans call it right yes yeah that is very very good I think that's it for Decepticons. Do we want to talk about some humans? Let's talk humans. We can. Okay, we have the the entire Multal family. Robbie, Moe, Dot, and Alex. We have Ghost, the secret human transformer alliance, and their leader, Croft. We have Mandroid, the main villain of the series. The cosmic horror Mandroid. And then we also have, like, some... I, d I don't know where to put them, but they're with Mandroid. The Sharkticons and the the... The spider bots that he has with them. And then yeah. there's a few other agents here and there. What are our mm -hmm. thoughts on the humans in this show? Uh, the humans didn't, didn't do much in the sense of like take up the spotlight, uh, which was great because uh, I know the Robbie and Mo did take it, but it's, you know, they're, are, they're the main characters of the show. But then they were also with the Terrans and how they, they interact with all that. Uh, but I, I did enjoy some of the banter between the, the, the ghost leader Croft and Mandroid and kind of how they, they don't want to work together, but they have to work together. Uh, it was kind of interesting dynamic there until, until Mandroid became a cosmic horror and, uh, just <laughs> fuel kinda... of nightmares. <laughs> yes. Really big oh fuel my God. nightmares. Like, and I'm someone who watches David Cronenberg films for leisure, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> that is way too much. <laughs> like, like, I'm watching yeah. this, and it's like, I feel physically ill. <laughs> like, this design Floating is just head in a jar. Oh. Oh. Nick. 
for me, yeah. it's like the little like tendrils of hair. I was like, ugh, ugh. <laughs> like the attention to the, the the horror aspect was well done. Oh, there's been so a good. lot of like I think there's like two or three episodes that's just like very cosmic horror-y. Like the one with the bear. Oh god, yeah, yeah. cocaine was... bear three point <laughs> <Yeah>. like... <laughs> Which I don't think ever got resolved. They like they figured out the bear problem, but they didn't figure out the source. Like I think we pan to some barrels and then the episode ends yep. yeah that goose so i don't i uh. and you know i was kind of thinking about that too and i was like you know is this going to be a payoff with mandroid and part of his like trying to fuse bioorganics with you know the the cybertronians and and things like that or is it someone else entirely that we haven't had introduced yet that they're saving for the second mm -hmm. season or maybe it's it's croft or something maybe she had something else going on with um uh, with a ghost. So right. I don't know. But yeah, I, I, I always do think about that. episode. like, what happened to cocaine bear? <laughs> <laughs> what are they up to? <laughs> yeah. It, it felt like they was going to be like, kind of like they're experimenting on Cybertronia. So some kind of, like, kind of energon residue yeah. and it just kind of faded into obscurity. <laughs> it just got yeah. forgotten. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully we return. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully. Well, we'll see season two. What, what happens in season yeah. two. And I also, I have to give a shout out to my absolute fave, and this is like a dark horse favorite of mine, so I think this is going to come out of left field, but Agent Schloter, man, give yes. it up for my boy. Like, yes. He is out there doing the absolute most at all times, and I love him for it. I was like, this is the Agent Simmons that I have needed and wanted since we last saw him. Like, <laughs> This, this great man towards the end where he, the he turns out he's a fan of Bumblebee. Yeah. Oh god, all so of the good. confidence, and yet none of the skills to execute. All. <laughs> yeah, like he's walking around this oh, like good. ultra serious gumshoe type guy. It's like everything is super serious all the time. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's like eating an ice cream cone inside Bumblebee's car. It's like okay, you know, I love this. I love this. I love him. <laughs> marriage instantly like especially the, the scene where he's like oh Optimus Prime liked my list and then, like slams right into the car like Optimus Prime <laughs> slams into the car his playlist I also love that Optimus Prime made or Schloder made a playlist with heavy metal music and Optimus is like you know what yeah I can I can get down with this right on like, that really the my... stress you know yeah just like, Probably like have, a, have an anger room in the back or something yeah. you know <laughs> Let the bodies hit the floor. The <laughs> and copyright strike. <laughs> it's like, damn, Optimus. All right. All right. Pushing us to the Terrans. We have Twitch, Thrash, Nightshade, Jawbreaker, and Hashtag. We want to talk about this. I still think Twitch is my favorite, but... Yeah, I still enjoy Twitch, and I, inst I still enjoy Hashtag. They were very great. See, that's interesting, and I think I'm going to get uninvited from this podcast because... <laughs> never, never. Oh, well, just you wait, because I, uh -oh. I, I don't like any of the Terrans, except for Nightshade and Jawbreaker really won me over these uh, last cluster of episodes. But other than that, I, you know, take them or leave them for me. <laughs> Controversy. Okay, no, <laughs> Controversial. You're to your own wrong opinions. You know, <laughs> you know, so, so often do I in the fandom anyways. <laughs> I'm just trying to, like, maintain a precedent here. You're good. Look, they're great characters. I'm talking about. I can definitely see Thrash not being uh, on a lot of favorite lists, just because uh, we. F I feel like there was not much done with him. Uh, he was yeah. like in the big episodes, and after that, I feel like there was nothing 
uh, focused on him and doing anything. Like everybody else got their own episode and that's about it. Yeah, yeah no, that's a true point. And then it's also, I don't know, for me personally, hashtag. And it's like, I know very loved and everybody, you know, really likes it, which is great. I just, for me... Mm-hmm. She's giving iPad child, and I just can't get past that mental <laughs> hurdle. Great. No, that's 100% accurate. You're, I think She's that's... always connected. Yeah, always and I was connected. like, I got younger cousins like this, and, you know, I just... Not for me. And that's fine, because I got my baby Nightshade, and I'm a happy camper with that. And again, Jawbreaker was, I would say, probably the most underutilized in the past cluster of episodes. Mm-hmm. And then this... Mm-hmm newest cluster that we got really he came into his own and again that design is so good i was like it was worth the wait i am so happy we are well fed we're eating well <laughs> i i enjoyed his his alt mode especially the the dinosaur because i don't feel like it's hasn't yeah. been really used a lot and my only problem with it is when he's in bot mode his eyebrows spiky things just made it makes him look like a devil kind of thing (laughs) yeah it's a little bit much but other than that it was it was pretty good i'm also i'm not really a beast warser so someone please correct me if i'm wrong is that the first time we've had that particular species of dinosaur represented or have there been others because i mean we've had t-rex raptor yeah. You know, stuff like that, but I'm like, is this, I think so. Is this a new type of dino? Yeah, I, it's yeah, a very specific dinosaur. Yeah, yeah, it's very specific. We do have dinosaurs similar to that one, but it's not that it's specific. <laughs> yeah, no, which uh, I which I like. I, yeah, no, yeah. I liked it. I like that it was like new and fresh, and it's like, oh yes, if I get the toy, I won't be able to find it anywhere else in the, <laughs> the wide scape of Toy World. <laughs> All right, we got done with the the Terrans. Think so. so. All right, let's cover our favorite plot points of this show. I'll kick us off uh, with uh, I really enjoyed that we took time to focus on each individual character. Each got their own dedicated episode to explore more about their personality and how they are going to uh, coming of age. I think is the term for the Terrans. Uh, except for I, I think Alita One could have used more screen time. We got RC for a little bit. And I feel like they could have used some more screen time, but I do really enjoy that we, for the most part, everyone got their own spotlight episode, at at least one episode. Yeah, I agree with that. I think it, Earthspark, again, is kind of falling into the same problem that Marvel kind of has currently, and it has to do entirely with large ensemble casts. So you're trying to, like, divide your time amongst each character and progress the plot and introduce new characters. So it gets a little muddled, but the Earthspark writers have done a fantastic job in providing those spotlight moments for each mm-hmm. character in a in a great way where we like, you know, we learn about them, they're fleshed out, we know what they're about, would love to see more of them, but obviously, you know, we have to let things breathe and we'll get to see them in the coming season and stuff. But no, they've Fingers they've done crossed. a real yeah, they yeah, fingers crossed. Netflix once again don't let us down, <laughs> but inevitably they will. So, but no, I I really like that. And then a plot point that I personally really liked and always really like is like the the tortured soul, and that really came through with like Megatron still having that conflict of like you know what side is he on, trying to do the right thing. He's getting flack from like the right side, like the Autobots, and from the Decepticons, and from Ghost, and really trying to like 
maintain the peace among all the different parties. So it was really great uh, to see him in that light. Again, egregious sin against the fandom. I've, I've never read the comics. I know that's a plot point in the comics and was done <laughs> masterfully well. So for me, this is my first exposure to Autobot Megatron, and I am a big fan of it. And I liked his spotlight episode particularly, which again harkened back to the comics. So I was like madly on the TF wiki, like what's a good episode? I was like, what do these blue flowers mean? Like such a good episode, by the way. It showed like the emotional of like the PTSD of the war, and like not all the feelings have been like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like not everything has been completely fully healed. Yeah. No, yeah, that was that was brilliant. I I enjoyed the. The accepting who you are and accepting others around you, like how the Malto family just accepted the Terrans into their family. and uh, They've grown uh, to love and care for each other. But then also we see the Terrans learning about their history and their culture and kind of learning of their past and kind of embracing it and pushing to change that and become different. And uh, I really like the, the, those messages throughout the story of the, of the series. Yeah, yeah, and kind of like piggybacking off of that, also another one is just identity. And, you know, Transformers, mm-hmm. your identity is is kind of like what you transform into, what you become. And I think that's very, it's a great message for, for everyone of all ages. Like, who are you? Like, you know, your identity can change and shift over time. And, you know, going through adolescence and having this feeling of like, I need to know who I'm going to be the rest of my life right this moment because society tells me I need to go to college and do a certain thing. like. It's something we can all relate to. And again, it's this really big concept that the writers have done such a great job in deconstructing and making it bite-sized and and palatable for younger audiences, but also for adults. Like a lot of these episodes that dealt with identity and who you are and and struggling with it or, or kind of finding your way. I felt myself really reflecting upon it and I'm, you know, a, a grown woman and it's like, yeah, I, I feel that too. And it's a beautiful message and one that I feel like we haven't really had a lot of in Transformers media, weirdly enough, at least that I've, right. I've been exposed to. Right. And it seems like such an obvious one too. So it was great to see that. Yeah. It's it really lets them learn that they are more than meets the eye. Just <laughs> da, really... da, 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 da. <laughs> Sorry, I, I saw an opportunity and it I felt like I had it to fit. take it. Yeah. No, Any good. other favorite plots? Ah, I think I'm good there. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I mean, besides just the finale episode, but that's not really mm-hmm. like a plot. That's more so just like an episode. And again, because mm-hmm. I was just so disgusted through it. Oh, that's, oh my. <laughs> okay. We're going to flip sides, flip perspective, and talk about our least favorite plots or things from the TV show. I'm going to have Kilo kick off this time. Well, uh, one of the things that I didn't quite enjoy was we have a big cast, which is great, but it also feels like it's a small cast because they had to split it into small episodes where we get to see one character once and then they won't appear again until maybe there's a big battle scene or, you know, they, they were they, the kids needed a rescue and they just they picked a, a character and they added them. So uh, I feel like for the story they wanted to tell, like, I know... It's probably they were trying to push the toys, but I feel like they should have just kind of focused on a small group because you have the Terrans that kept growing because then they added three more, and then you have uh, the Autobot side, and it's just I feel like they juggled them well, uh, but at the same time it just kind of felt like 
emptiness between between episodes and not get to see everybody. Yeah, no, that's I, I agree. That's exactly kind of my issue with the with the series. Again, it's just, you know, typical large ensemble problems. You're trying to juggle all the different storylines and the characters make sure they each get enough time. But inevitably, you're not going to be able to give everyone the same amount of time. So some characters are definitely sidelined. There's characters, <clears throat> Alita one, that I would love to see more of. <laughs> And no biases have here. It. No, not none. You know, I'm an equal opportunities kind of a gal. But yeah, so <laughs> but that is one thing where it's like I would have liked. Yeah, maybe save the extra Terrans for the second season. Let's really flesh it or or just add one new Terran or something. You know, let's not go yeah. whole hog on it. Yeah, it, even the Decepticons, because most of them just spend time in the cells uh, at yeah. those HQ and that's it. So mm -hmm. it's like we don't the Decepticons even... were really in the background of most of these. Episodes. Yeah, there was supposed to be this threat that Ghost kept defending them, but we never see that happen, and <laughs> they're just in yeah. jail. Yeah, and it did feel like a bit of a missed opportunity to have all of them. And again, we're not really getting that that conflict that they could inevitably bring. Like we saw echoes of it with Swindle during that one episode, and you know, mm -hmm. trying to trick the Terrans and stuff. But I feel like there's so much more that maybe could have been done there and again me being tortured soul and, and loving autobot megatron <laughs> i was like darn like i really would love to see just an episode of of him trying to make peace with like starscream and soundwave and shockwave and you know maybe hijinks or shenanigans ensue but it's like you know i'd, I'd love to have more bot and bot interactions whereas a lot of it right. was like terran human and then maybe some bots and cons mixed in yeah yeah uh, one point I want to point out. Wow, what a sentence to start off. The final few episodes felt like they were a little rushed, just a little bit, and maybe needed a little bit more polish. I especially, throughout the series, I noticed there's at least two scenes that felt like we were being gaslit, or either we were put in the perspective of someone else, but we didn't really have a sense of knowing we were. Like in the early episodes, when the good guys were trapped, and we think Skullcrutcher... Cruncher is going to attack them. Then the scene fades and it comes back and it's Optimus. Like they don't have the same silhouette. Like they're they're different. And there's another one for the Dweller episode where it shows a bunch of red optics in the dark and it makes us think it's the Dweller face to black. We come back and it's actually the Terrans coming out and the Terrans have purple and blue eyes. I didn't even notice that. You are so right. So <laughs> stuff like that, I don't know. It's like if you want to make it seem like we're getting through the optics of someone, maybe move the camera like we're looking through someone, like their stress or anxiety is making it look like it's the Dweller. But there was no cinematic um, effect uh, effect or or helper to tell us that, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for the Dwellers, like, you know, you have characters like Megatron, Nova Storm, mm -hmm. and them. They, they have red optics. You could have easily just right. clustered them and had them. Come on, but I again, you know, yeah. I I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. it's the small <laughs> things. I'm like, oh no, I'm actually it's like concerned for the characters, and then it's like, oh, they actually were in danger, and it was a trick of the was that CGI different yeah, model the, swapping between the, fading and fade out. Does that happen in real life? Sometimes depends what type of drink you've had, I think. But oh, that's fair. That's fair. When I, I guess the nightmare fuel does that sometimes. Oh God, the nightmare fuel. Uh, and then my last point is, so this this is 
advertised as a kid's show, and yet there's a lot of adult themes, and there's some episodes that are very kid themes. Then we get like Cosmic Horror Bear and Mandroid Monster at the end, which I. Who's the show for? Is it for like uh, <laughs> tweens? Like I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the the cosmic horror aspect, and I enjoyed the like, get like kids finding themselves. But it's like for general audiences, I guess is what I'm trying to figure out. Yeah, and here would be my point because I, after I finished the finale, I sat with that as well, and I was like, what did I just like? That was vile what I watched. Like that was so. That's nightmares. And again, I'm sick in the head. But so I was kind of thinking, and I was like were we so different growing up when we were children? Like we had a whole pantheon of nightmare fuel as kids that we were exposed to. And we turned out mostly all right. So I was like, you know what? I think in terms of thinking of modern day kid shows that are so watered down and so unbelievably safe and, you know, pristine and sterile, I think it's actually really great to see a show that is bold and is like, yeah, we are going to make this horrifying we are gonna make this scary and we are gonna use it because again it's one of these few things that they they have that liberty to do again i think because it is robots and i can't remember who said it probably every transformers creator out there but since they are robots you can get away with a lot more and since it is you know animated fiction again you can get away with even more because of that so i i actually really commend them for taking that chance and and going really ghastly on quite a few things because i don't know it reminded me of my childhood like the first time i ever saw a never-ending story and freaked me out oh my like, God. <laughs> i was oh like oh time. you know what yeah yeah i was like oh that that wolf that lives in my parents basement from the never-ending story chases <laughs> me up the stairs oh yeah like <laughs> now not for kids today it's gonna be mandroid's head floating around in that <laughs> in his suit with his feral little teeth it's like ooh, yuck <laughs> No, that's yeah. a fair point. I like that point. That's I guess yeah. that's very similar to like a Beast Wars scene with like transmutate because that yeah. scene was terrifying growing up. That, <laughs> that traumatized me so much that I got back into Transformer. Anyway, never mind. <laughs> or like or like Full the show uh, showed us the carriage, the cowardly dog with the return, the slap. That was that was pretty oh, scary. God. That's, that's true. <laughs> uh, another of my things that I feel like they they missed on was. They the kids were always trying to keep themselves hidden from ghosts so that you know they wouldn't take Terrans and all that. But then they would fight out in the town and create chaos. And when they were there, it felt like the town was empty. Like there was yeah. no, nobody there to get hurt, nobody to cause problems. And like ghosts always showed up towards the end, but then they always managed to escape, no problem, no harm. And I'm like, well, you're trying to show that there's consequences to their actions, yet they never get caught. They never you know, suffer these consequences. So it's kind of like, like, what what was the point of setting up the whole, watch out, don't let them know, kind of. Well, and how many times did they infiltrate ghost headquarters? I was right. like, this is ballsy. Like, you right. guys are trying to stay in hidden. The, the fighting room or whatever it was. Yeah, I was like, yeah. my brothers in Christ, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> yes. I also, like, oh, no, go ahead, go ahead, because I'll go after, because I was about to change oh, thoughts here. Oh, okay, no, I was I was just, you said the, the training room, because it, like, it was funny, because the kids were training there, and Croft was there with Optimus and Megatron, and everything was happening, and the kids left the training room after the whole incident, and at the end of the battle, they're like, I know you have kids with Terran's powers, or I'm like, they were at your base, 
and you were there when they were training and one of them got hurt. How did you not hear about this? <laughs> like these security cameras not exist in this joint. Like I'm so, like, does the training like, room not have security cameras? I'm so yeah. confused. Well, like, Mandroid like, control all seen. of them. Like, Mandroid controlled the whole thing. Mandroid yeah. saw them there at the base. And uh, yeah. <laughs> So, well, and that's that actually raises a really great point. And the one that I was going to go into is that they introduce Croft. And again, we get this, you know, kind of more than one bad guy. And so it's bloated evil. So you have to inevitably get rid of the one bad so you can get to the big bad. And unfortunately, that lesser bad was Croft, who I thought was actually a very compelling villain. And now she's met her demise and I don't assume we'll see her return for the second season if i'm remembering how she kind of ended up which i thought was you know a bit of a shame because i really liked her and i thought having that military you know antagonist foil would have been really great to continue on with but sadly not croft reminds me of silas from the prime show yes Mm, Uh, they definitely had the same the same vibes and I thought we got rid of Mandroid and somehow he ended up being the big bad. I thought he was just like the villain of the week at the beginning. And somehow he ends up being this big bad villain. I'm like, that's not where I thought this was going. <laughs> well, he was he was pretty consistent through the clusters. Like we had him kind of for that finale episode for the first cluster where he had taken Dodd and Megatron hostage. Then we saw him again with the, the Grimlock fighting ring and, you know, that when he controlled hashtag. So I feel like his arc was building towards him being the big bad, but yeah, him going off off campus and out into the freaking cosmos and coming back Eldritch horror was not on my bingo card, but you know, I was pleasantly, <laughs> pleasantly surprised and horrified with that development. Okay. Shall we flip to our highlights? Like not the highlights. Wow. This whole show is the highlight. The favorite <laughs> ideas from the show ending on a high note. Uh, yeah. Lita, would you so. like to go first? I mean, this is going to sound like a cop-out, but again, just the fact that Alita One is there and in it, even if it was sparse, I was still thrilled to see her. Sissy Jones does an amazing job with her voice. The scene she was in, she took up every single second of screen time and filled it with like the most character, personality, and some really great character development moments. So it was great to see her, um, again, in the forefront of media and kind of building off of so from War Cybertron series. I also... Again, I just love Nightshade so much. And I love everything they represent. I love, you know, the non-binary conversations that have been, you know, invited because of this. And I love seeing them also outside, I well, outside of their gender identity progress as a character and kind of like bring all this like invention and engineering to the table and see them grow into being more self-confident and being, you know, more enmeshed with the family because in the beginning they felt a little outsidery now they're you know fully in it so for me that's really refreshing and again the impact i think of having diverse characters and a diverse cast and conversations within the show are really great for kids today and, and for adults who are watching it and you know i think it it's again a really great echo of where we are uh currently and where we're progressing towards. So I don't know. I just think that's going to be one of my highlights for me is just that one rooftop scene when Nightshade discovers, you know, non-binary gender identity is, is a thing. And I I always want to cry when I think of it. It's just it's just so good. <laughs> just like chef, good. chef kiss, you know? 
Yeah. Well, one of my favorite episodes is the one between Nightshade and Tarantulas. I think that was very good. Uh, seeing both perspective on, you know, Tarantulas uh, feels uh, left out and kind of needs to, it's trying to find a way to blend in with everybody. And it was kind of like Nightshade was trying to find themselves as well when they kind of both helped each other. And I, I really, I really like that episode. Yeah, that's a fantastic episode. One of my favorites. Yeah. I, this, this somehow feels separate i really enjoyed the 3d models for the majority of all these bots some of them look like they got a little bit more attention than others but i really enjoy mm -hmm. that they look great and i especially love the 2d vfx on top of the battle scenes i thought that was pretty cool and then i really enjoyed the ideas of like the seekers sticking together yeah those are really good that man i still I still think about on like a rainy day like today in the middle of a hurricane when I'm feeling down and out that that Megatron battle at the ghost complex with the 2D 3D animation and these pile driving oh, Nova Storm. Yes. Oh my That's god. So good. That is I, just I enjoyed so that scene because in the finale of that first half of the first 10 episodes, I guess not half, Twitch does the same thing. Does the same maneuvers as Megatron does. Yes. And I thought that was a fantastic point of detail that was like each each Terran had their own like second dad. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess Twitch had three dads if you count Megatron, <laughs> Wheeljack, and who am I missing? Uh, Alex. Yeah. Really yeah. good. I, I liked the, the post-war rebuilding aspect of it with the, the whole Megatron and Optimus working together. And uh, yeah, they, they were taking the Decepticons prisoners. But I liked, especially the show where the, the part where Megatron is showing the Terrans of what happened at the, at the, I forgot the name, the, the memorial, the, yeah. yeah, the memorial, but the teleportation place to go back to Cybertron. But at the memorial was with the flowers and what they mean and what happened here and letting them know, you know or let them have reached their own conclusion of what they want to do, and what they want to become. Uh, I feel like it was such a well-written episode and such a well like a good message uh for this you know for future generations and learn about your the the past mistakes and improve on them don't make them again and become something better yeah which i think is mm -hmm. really indicative of the times we're currently in when there's large party who is trying to erase our understanding of history and and culture and our and our past and again it's one of those where it's like yes Bad things have happened, definitely, but we shouldn't ignore them. We need to learn from them, and we need to acknowledge that it did happen so we can move forward with that information. And again, the writers have done such a great job of, of amalgamating these really high concepts and, you know, really heavy concepts, and again, chopping them down into bite-sized pieces that kids can consume and, and understand and you know, kind of view the world through the lens of, of the show. So again, it's like, it, it's really taking me back to like our time of, of media and cartoons where it felt like it wasn't just mindless pap as it is now mm -hmm. when I try to watch a child show. But it's like, no, like there's there's good messages in here and there's things that I want to, or I would have asked my parents about like, oh, like, what does this mean? And why did this happen? And, you know, stuff like that. It's 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 spawning a child's curiosity about the world that they live in through the eyes of fiction, which I think is one of the greatest things that fiction brings to the table. Yeah. And always questioning yeah, the, the state of where we are and where we're going. Yeah. 
with that, shall we go to Rodstar Raiding? Let's go. Let's go. All right. I think I'm going to kick off with a, I think a solid seven out of 10 for me. Uh, it's fantastic writing, fantastic art, fantastic models. A lot of the story is good. There was some filler episodes, but like I think we mentioned before here and there, we had a huge cast and we couldn't focus on all of them. Uh, we had a main group that we focused on, which was mostly the Terrans. The Decepticons, like Kilo was saying, they weren't really a threat like they were being perceived to be. And they didn't really have as much of a spotlight episode. But I'm interested to see where this is going. And I really like the messages in this show. Uh, I'll go next. Um, I think I would score it a 7.5 out of 10. Similar reasons, ensemble cast, it's always kind of hard to juggle. I thought they did a great job of it. Me personally, I feel like they could have knocked off two or three characters from the roster. It would have let things breathe a little bit, saved them for the second season. But I'm assuming Hasbro, you know, ultimately decided what was going to happen because of toy sales, or at least that's how I'm going to believe it. But either way, still... <laughs> Not enough of a gripe for me to, you know, ward the show off or anything. I would like to see more Alita 1, personally, so that's a point off. Just, you know, I'm just going to own up to it. <laughs> just, again, once again, we have just such a, a an awesome character, a strong character, a female-coded character, sidelined. And it's like, you know, that's the real bummer for me, personally. What else? Yeah, you know, same thing. Decepticons, would love to see more of them. Again, not enough time. I'm hoping season two, we can see a lot more of the story from their perspective, because I think it is an interesting world where they're almost kind of like these refugees, and, you know, they're the ones who are on the run, whereas the Autobots are more or less pretty comfortable, comfortably integrated in human society. Right. So I think there could be a really interesting take there. Uh, particularly with Megatron, and if I don't get a Megatron and Decepticon episode, I will scream. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, solid show, solid kid show. I'm invested for season two, and I am really looking forward to seeing what comes next. This is probably one of the, if not my most highly rated shows since Transformers Prime in terms of Transformers media. It's hard to be Prime. Nice. Oh, nothing beats Prime, but. We're just no, going to have well, to lay that well, out there. I don't know, like the Unicron series, I think. Yeah. <laughs> the trilogy. The trilogy. Yeah. Listen, That's my just, bias. Just, just Autobot Megatron on his own versus all of Transformers Prime is pretty neck and neck. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> no, I will I will join you both. Uh, I think it's a seven. It it's not doesn't have a super intricate story, but the messages is what I really like. And I feel like was the the main focus of it to you know the different messages of finding yourself and express yourself how you want to be and don't follow your past and uh, learn from it and push forward and make greater things is what what really I took away from the show and what really got me engaged and kind of enjoying it a lot animation is fantastic the 3D and the 2D together uh, was amazing I really enjoyed the seekers uh, Nova Storm and Skywarp uh, I think it's they're my favorite uh, iteration of them, and uh, that's a lot because I, I don't think I've ever had a seeker, a uh, favorite seeker. So I'm really happy with them. Uh, I, I want to see more of the Decepticons. Shockwave was there for a little bit, and then he was mind controlled <laughs> and didn't do too much. And I want to see where where it leads. I feel like they ended it on a good note uh, with the new 
badge the Terrans together and all that. So I don't know where it could go from there. I don't know if there's a, a Quintesson invasion coming or something like that, but uh, we'll just have to wait. That mind control episode with the Lena one being mind control, that was scary. That, that was, was scared. That's... Yeah, again, and I was like, she is such a threat. Why isn't she called in for every single one of these fights? <laughs> I'm, li- I'm like, this makes no sense. Why well, when is she, she there? When she did get called in, she got mind controlled. It's like, yeah. I know. Now who's going to defeat her? <laughs> I know, that's what made it so great. I was like, again, stop, stop <laughs> it, Force. Where is she for, like, all these screaming? I will never forgive them for when we first had Soundwave introduced during Megatron's divorce arc era. <laughs> and she was not there with everyone. I was like, where the hell is she? <laughs> Why wouldn't she be the first one you call in? <laughs> well, whatever. Maybe it'll happen during season two. Speaking mm-hmm. of which, what are our theories? Because right now, as of today's date, which is August 20th, Netflix currently has the license for Transformers Earthspark season two, which if we know anything about Netflix... That's not really a guarantee we'll get a season two because they enjoy canceling things. But if it were, or if it does, what would you guys like to see? I feel like it would have to be an outside threat. Could also be the Decepticons since they didn't agree with what Megatron was doing with joining the Autobots. But I feel like Ghost is now over, so there's no need for for them to be Ghost agents anymore. So it'll be interesting what Megatron decides to do after that. After finding out, you know, Ghost was helping Mandroid and all that. But uh, I think those are are my theories. Either an outside force like the Quintessons comes attacking or the Decepticons that were not with Megatron kind of convince him and kind of get him out of being partners with Optimus. Yeah, I think, you know, we it's going to be interesting because we're going to be kind of entering this fallout era in the second season with Ghost, for all intents and purposes, being null and void now that Croft is gone and, and Mandroid, you know, whatever happens there. If he if he does come back, if he doesn't come back, I, I don't think he could recover from what happened. So I think we're definitely going to have a lot more, you know, Optimus and the Autobots being like, you know, maybe in conflict with Earth's militia, that kind of, you know, tried and true tale. The Decepticons may or may not factor into that. I'm assuming there's going to be conflict from those two sides as well, where it's like, well, you imprisoned us. Well, it was under false pretense. Under false pretenses. Well, you still imprisoned us and treated us like crap, so can't forgive you here. So I could definitely see those battles bubbling up. I would love to see the Quintessons be reintroduced, especially with Mandroid traveling to, like, the edges of the planets and the cosmos and with the Sharkticons coming back. As soon as I saw Sharkticons, I was like, Quintesson's baby, let's go. <laughs> let's freaking go. He did so, say he saved the Sharkticons from uh, an yeah. invading force. He, so they he might did, yeah. So I'm, I got my fingers crossed for some Quintessons, especially since we have, you know, Quintus Prime and stuff. I was like, I feel like it would factor in just very nicely. Yeah, it would be also interesting because we're entering an era with Transformers Media where Unicron seems to be making a resurgence in popularity. And they Mm. did mention uh, when they're in the training room, Alpha Threat level Unicron. So he is known about in the series. He's either already been dealt with or he's still out there, I think. And I think that Um, would be interesting. That would be so ballsy if Unicron were to just roll up. Like, I... That'd be great, because it's like, yeah, with Rise of the Beast, with War for Cybertron, we've seen him, but it's like, I would like to see how the Earthspark writers tackle him, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
but I also love Quintesson. So I'm like, you know, give me, give me them. them, (laughs) All right, let's wrap it up. But listeners, what did you think of this show? How many Rod Stars would you give it? Let us know by leaving a comment below. Lita, I think you have some social medias. Uh, Where can the listeners come and find you? All right. Well, if you're still hanging on to the Titanic, that is Twitter because I refuse to call it X. You can find me there at LaLaLita, four underscores after Lita there. In the description at the link is my link tree, unless Musk has, you know, kiboshed that. You can find all my socials there. I am newly on Blue Sky. I got one of the codes. You can find me on Blue Sky at LaLaLita. I'm also currently still working on a fic I haven't updated in over a year. I'm very sorry. It's called Edge of Oblivion. It's on Archive of Our Own. Please check it out. Please read it. Let me know what you think. And I'm hoping to update that soon, as soon as I can get over this writer's block. Yeah, wait a minute. It happens. It happens. I've been waiting. I've been waiting for more content. What's going on? I know. I got people in my DMs every day like, are you ever going to finish it? No. (laughs) That's why I was never a professional writer. No. (laughs) And listeners, you can follow us on Swerve's Bar Podcast, wherever you find your social medias. We'll, we'll we'll try to get to Blue Skies, I guess. You can also email us at swervesbarpodcast at gmail.com. That is S-W-E-R-V-E-S-B-A-R at podcast.com. Not uh, at if podcast. You, <laughs> not at podcast. Well, that's fair. Gmail.com. Yeah. <laughs> They'll figure it out eventually. I Okay. If you've enjoyed this episode, consider sharing it with your friends and subscribing. If you want to help out the show even further, we have started a Patreon. All the proceeds will go to supporting the show and keeping the lights on. Of course, we have other tiers of gratitude, such as 3D files, entry to Discord channels, and pins. You'll even get early access to our comic review videos a week before their public release. We also have a goal to reach 500 subscribers. We're 50 away. Fantastic. We'll be holding a brand new kind of giveaway we've never done before, so click that subscribe button, tell your friends it's a good time. And as always, we hope you're all staying safe out there. Thank you so, so, so much for listening. Till all... R1. Till all are one. Till all are one.